You're listening to audio provided by Valleydale Church. To find more resources or to donate to this ministry, please check out valleydale.org. We're going live right now. Welcome, everybody, here to the, uh, the sermon recap with myself. My name's, my name's Kirk. Hi. This is Pastor Barry. Good morning. We are uh, we're going to recap several things today. We're getting each other warmed up. I'm a little bit tired after yesterday. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot. There's a lot to do. It was a big day. We're going through, um, and then the, the with the fam. Well, I have to get a fam update from YouTube. We're going through the the. We're having like a, a season of being scared of the dark. I'm sure you've been through uh, this many times. Yeah. And so. Um, it's all, for me. It's like Lauren is like nursing the baby in the night, so she gets up with the newborn, and then I get up with the other kids who are acting like newborns, and they like yell out in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. have to go and like reactivate the the nightlight that's on a timer and give them hugs and kisses, and then like zombie my way back to bed. And so, fall, so fall do you have trouble sleep. falling back asleep, or can you just go right back? Thankfully, no. I do. Well, it, I guess sometimes it depends on how much I have to do, right? Because yeah. if you get up and walk around too much, then you're woken up have a, are you yeah. are you a good sleeper i, I usually go right back to sleep but for courtney it'll it'll it can you know like we had our one of our our daughters was you know crying at three something this morning so that <laughs> that was kind of it for courtney like she's <laughs> she'll, she'll try but that's you know, so hard it is hats off to you courtney chesney um yeah I, my 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 wife's the same way it's like once once up of course it's a, it's different right now you know, you just she'll sleep with the baby. Um, wow, sleeping is one of those weird things. I find it it takes up so much of my prayer life. I'm like, Lord, please just let us sleep. Yes, <laughs> we now, need it. Now, did did the baby sleep with you with your first child? Yes, actually, okay. yes. That was one of the few um, ways that we weren't like most first time parents because yeah. the first time parent, you know how this is. Well, you got to sleep the, the baby. Yeah, yeah, it's only only on the back. You know, or else they're gonna die. Uh, they you have to sleep this this yeah. way, and of course they're crying because they hate it. And you're like, no, stay there. No, we were like, whatever, just go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Sleep is precious. You've been through this six times now. What would you say if you could go back in time? Because Brock's the Brock. That was your fir- you had your firstborn son. If you go back in time with the babies, the baby situation, what would you say to to Barry back in that in that day? Uh, I'd probably look for ways I could help Courtney more, <clears throat> you oh, know, like okay. the, especially the first year with our first child. I just, you know, I was just not very self-aware, just not very in tune with what, what she needed. So, I, like, I didn't even give Brock a bath until, I don't know, six or eight months in just because I just thought, well, that's just something she does. <laughs> you know? Now now I realize what that was not wise, and uh, I, I did do a lot of baths. but. <clears throat> Yes, I know. Joanna says, "Congrats on the marriage still being God together." God is very gracious and forgiving. That's, but uh, but I learned the hard way. My so. wife just told me she was like, "You're gonna give you're gonna give the bath tonight." <laughs> oh oh, I guess I'm the one giving the bath tonight. Yeah. Um, I remember one of the big fights we got into. I was telling this to somebody <laughs> recently, um, and it was like I had you know I'd come home from work and then I was like done done a bunch of stuff with with the baby and give the baby bath and I'm cleaning the kitchen, do all this stuff. And, you know, it's basically time to go to bed and I'm still working on chores and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, I guess all we just do, all we do is just work now. That's, mm-hmm. that's all we do. <laughs> and she got so mad at me. I remember, 
Um, uh, and she's still mad at me all these years. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's uh, it's it's really a good life. It's a rewarding yeah. life. So, but I've noticed it changes. Like the, the yeah, busy work is necessary when the kids are young because there's so much of it because you're having to do everything. Right. And we're still doing some of that, but it changes to more of an emotional help. Like oh, I need for sure. I need help with disciplining children. I need help doing this, and that that's something I've struggled with. You know, I thought, oh no no, I've, it took me like a long time to figure out the busy work part, and now I realize, well, it's changed now. You need help in this area, so. Yeah, it, it, it's always new. Yeah. But speaking of emotional help, you mentioned something in your message yesterday that I knew the second you said it, we needed to really dig in to this. You think I'm talking about Nehemiah chapter 8. No, I'm actually talking about Hallmark movies. We, we've This has been, um, I feel like Pastor has mentioned these uh, before as well. But uh, you mentioned Hallmark movies, and I couldn't tell if you mentioned it with some mild respect or disdain like where are you coming from with the hallmark movie so um, they're all the same there's no question about that i mean there are some yes there are romance comedy there's christmas is typically involved but usually the plot is the same (laughs) typically involved so like so i so i got some help here from from another man who who had the same sentiment. So, okay. But this guy got hit. Now, as I understand it, this guy got his PhD in Hallmark <laughs> movies. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, he did. He's an expert in Hallmarkology. Okay. So he so he says this is what he so he says it better than I could say it. Okay. Um, so being married to one of these Hallmark movie loving people, I've inadvertently seen several Hallmark Christmas movies, and I couldn't help but notice that each unique Hallmark Christmas movie has the exact same plot as every other Hallmark movie. Now, so he goes down. There's a couple of titles like Christmas Homestead, A Perfect Christmas. Anyway, so here here's here's okay. just a quick version of the plot. Oh, so this is the or this is his version of how the yeah, plot goes. Yeah, just in every case time. you haven't seen okay. them all. This is should I be taking <clears throat> notes or can I have this piece? Of yeah, paper? I'll share it with okay, you. Thanks. Guy or gal who left um, who left home several years ago is very right. successful at some highfalutin job in a big city somewhere. <laughs> comes back to their small town, USA hometown for Thanksgiving or, or a funeral. Oh no, oh no, their family's business is failing. What? <laughs> They need to stay longer than they plan, maybe until Christmas. <laughs> I can't believe it. What are the chances of that? Successful and attractive returning guy or gal runs into the sister or brother or of a friend they knew in high school. Oh, yes. This is yes. kind of like Sweet Home Alabama. Remember that movie where yeah, she's yeah. in you know, a big city and she comes Reese back? Reese Witherspoon, yeah. He or she was just a kid back then, but now they're all grown up. <laughs> and they've... And, they're really attractive now. So at first, they may not like each other, but everyone else can see the obvious chemistry. No, yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that they annoy each other, they have to work together to save the business, ranch, town, or whatever. There's always something that needs saving. So anyway, There's that's, always a- that's pretty much it. That is I, – so why, why does that I, – I have so many thoughts here. Obviously, this formula is successful. Yeah. Obviously, people don't care that it's formulaic. Because they keep making the, that I means like an assembly line, right? Yeah. Do they use, comforting I keep, right, <laughs> Joanna says a comforting Christmas assembly line. Do they have like the same storyboards for every single one? They just kind of like change the names. How do they no. keep making all of these? I don't know. Is it just a shoestring, yeah, is it a shoestring budget? There's so many of them. 
Yeah. Joanna, you've seen all of them. Do you want to come? Do you want to make a guest <laughs> appearance up here and I've come talk? I've seen all of them, but I've talked at length with Josh She's Kinnear talked about. at length. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's right. Josh, can, uh, did you guys talk about this on the Old Town Sermon I, recaps? I, I think we did at some point. The point is. What's yes, the point? We all know it's going to happen, and we know it's going to be a happy ending. That that is the key, right? We want yeah. to we, we want like happy the happy ending at the yeah. end of the movie. Yeah. There's too many of these prestige movies that, like, you just feel awful after watching them, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You just want to know that things are going to come out okay. Everything's going to be fine. The um, the return the out of town returnee and the little brother or sister will will realize that opposites attract and they get together at the end and so the, the out of town returnee then le lives there and saves the family. Yeah. Business. So it says, of course, it will all inevitably lead to a playful snowball fight between the <laughs> between the two in the town square. And they both realize they like each other in a kiss. <laughs> so, anyway, that, so that, that was not shared in the sermon, obviously. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, that would have that taken a lot of time. You know, there would have been a lot of... There, obvious, there's, there's clearly... So you just said that one line offhanded, and it was like a massive response from the congregation. Like, people really, really uh, laughed that, hard. As soon as that you they're said, all the same. That they're all the same. Yeah. Because all the people that like them yeah. Are like, ha, 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 yes, they are all the same. And all the people that dislike them are like, see, I told you, they're all yeah. the same. So it's funny, we're all united in that they're all the same. And we're also united, right, Josh Pike, that this is all part of a, you know, a CIA conspiracy to just yes. keep us entertained while, you know, the shadow government takes over everything, yes, right? Absolutely. He completely... <laughs> The way that you presented it, I thought you were going to have some kind of conspiracy theory about all. No. Conspiracy theories are so funny to me. Okay. I do have a theory that they do say Josh Pike's theory Jesus is stories for Candace Bray. Like <laughs> what are you talking? Wow, you just the, took that way too deep. She gives the best stories. <laughs> So Josh Pike just said that he thinks it's a conspiracy that they save the best and most unique stories for Candace Bure. So you name dropped one of the actress, one of the actors, the actresses. Oh, that's Candace. Car that's who you talked about. Yeah, that's the full. Wow, house. that's it's, it's all coming full circle. Use the illustration See? of Candace Cameron. Oh, it's all wow. connected. It is. It's all connected. Just like the scriptures. Just like the scriptures. That's probably a good segue back in. Man, that was amazing. Josh Pike, how many of these movies have you seen? Way too many. Way too many, he says. And Lifetime. Oh, yeah, let's don't go to Lifetime. <laughs> Perry's oh. like, wow, I would never lower myself to <laughs> Lifetime movies. Only Hallmark for me. This is, this is so funny. Oh my goodness! I don't even know where to go from there. I we I wanted to talk about the Wonder Years. Did you actually? Did you watch that show? Oh yeah. Growing up? Yeah. You're a hair bit older than me, so I I kind of missed it. I remember really really enjoying the opening, the opening song because yeah. it's the cover of that Beatles song. Who sings the? Somebody looked that up. Who sings the the opener for the? If I was a hell from my friend. <laughs> Sounds so good. How many seasons did that show run? Uh, five or six, maybe, yes, something like that. It was 88 to, like, I don't know, 93 or 92 or something like that. And it's just one of those kind of coming-of-age sort of things. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a great show. It was, I mean, we, I, we even watched, you know, a couple of them last night. And it's it's slow. It's, uh, it's it, well, it's stable. You had both yeah. parents in the home. I mean, it was just a different age of television, you know. 
I was um, so I guess because it's Fred Savage in the, mm-hmm. in the show, right? So I I kind of grew up on Boy Meets World because his younger brother Ben Savage was in Josh Pike again, giving me the yes. So Hallmark Channel and Boy Meets World, that's his his love language. <laughs> but yeah, even Boy Meets World was kind of like that still, the different different pace of life and. You know, you get the nice music at the end, full house style when the lesson comes in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, sort of. The, Vaguely, yeah. The I didn't tr- watch that one as much. The trope of like, oh, a lesson's about to be learned. Let's sit down here in the living room or on the bed together, and Uncle Joey's going to tell you how life actually works. Nehemiah chapter 8. Speaking of how life actually works, I've lost them all, Pastor Barry. Everybody's gone. <laughs> we were having such a good report. If they're Hallmark the fans, we've lost them. For I know. Sure. That, well, yeah. Well, the Lifetime. I, I, uh, yeah. Big apology to all those Lifetime movie lovers <laughs> out there. Both of you, I'm really sorry for uh, what we said about the Lifetime movies. Um, the joy of the Lord mm. is our strength. Really, really important message yesterday because, we're, again, we're in this series of the fruit of the Spirit. <clears throat> Pastor already preached on love the previous week. He was out of town preaching a a retirement for his best friend, Rick Bird. You stepped in and helpfully led led us to this text, Nehemiah chapter 8. Did you, when you set out to to preach on joy, how quickly did you end up coming to this text? It took me a little bit of time. Like I typed in joy in Bible Gateway, and it was like 203 Right, right. You know, options. There's and so a lot I, there. I was reading through them just to see, you know, usually there's something that grabs you. And, um, and so I, I was, I mean, there's Psalm 16, in your presence, there's fullness mm. of joy. That That's a great that's one. A one a there, great I mean, one, you know, yeah. there's so many like Philippians. There, there's some great options on joy. But I, for some reason, the one in Nehemiah just stood out to me. Plus, it it's really a national revival. And we've yes. been praying for revival. And so that just was what the Lord put on my heart. And um, I, I really enjoyed personally just the study, and it was it was really interesting. I'm glad you brought up the revival piece, and I'm and yes, that really does keep coming up. Praise the Lord in this fruit of the spirit series. I've read this text many times, um, but you said something, and it was almost in passing that really got my attention. That yes, on this day there was clearly revival. No question about it. Mm-hmm. But it was not as if this was the first time that Nehemiah read the law. It mm-hmm. wasn't as if this was the first time that Nehemiah was teaching the law, mm-hmm. right? Are you talking about Ezra? The, or, yes. Yeah. Well, they're both there together, but yes. Yes, thank yeah. you. So he mm-hmm. already labored for a while. Could yeah. you talk more about that, just like what was leading up to this? Yeah, so Zerubbabel you know, led a group back and you know, 536, I think, B.C. And so there was like, I don't know, I have to look it up, 42,000, something like that that came back. Then Ezra came back in 458 with about 5,000. That's in the book of Ezra. And so he stayed that whole time. So for 13 years, Nehemiah shows up in 445. For 13 years, he's just faithfully, you know, consistently teaching the word of God. And then um, Nehemiah gets him to, you know, read again. And um, that's when revival happens. But it wasn't, I think that's the key. It wasn't just completely out of the blue. There was all of this preparation that the Lord was doing ahead of time. That's right. 
and there was all and there was so much that the Lord was doing working upon his people you know that you didn't preach the next chapter but the heading on that chapter is the people confess their sin mm -hmm. you know they see what the Lord is doing and in light of his holiness they're like um, you know well will purge us even more of the sin in our midst yeah and you, you see the pattern there that you know they read from God's word for five or six hours then the then the grieving but then the next chapter then the confession comes yeah. you know so god that's the role god's word plays in our revival i mean we 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 read we learn more about him we learn more about us and hopefully we respond with confession and repentance what was it that finally gave the people the hunger for the word because they'd been away from it really for so long what really brought them back to that? Because I'm looking for application for, for us today, and even for myself personally. How yeah. can we increase our hunger? Well, they, the temple was rebuilt in 516. Um, you know, that's what Haggai talks about. He was God used him to spur the people on to do that. But I, I really, this is just my opinion. I think they perhaps they thought, hey, if we just had a rebuilt wall, everything will be great again. <laughs> you know? And the, so they got that, and that, that finished... The, the previous month on the 25th day. So about a week later is when, I wonder in that week if they thought, wow, I thought this was gonna fulfill us. You know, right. like now we've got the, law back together, the wall back together. <clears throat> now we have, we have great leadership in Ezra and Nehemiah, but we're, there's still something missing, you know? And so maybe at that point, that's when they said, hey, will you read God's word to us? And that was, um, that was of you, you made a note of that because not everybody had a copy of the word laying around mm -hmm. so that you you had to go you had to have a structured time where the priests the keepers of the scriptures would be able to read and then you described a little bit what that service looked like i mean i guess if you could call it that um and you mentioned just now you're talking about six hours of time mm -hmm. um they were standing mm -hmm. the whole time Mm -hmm. The kids were present mm -hmm. the whole time. Mm -hmm. That was uh, that was really interesting to me. Um, so many things that were different just from how we worship today. So mm -hmm. is this going to be your appeal to pastor when he gets back? Like pastor, we need mm -hmm. we need a six hour sermon. Yes. No more children's church. He would probably like it. He, he, prob to. he probably would. Yeah. <laughs> he probably uh, would. But it, it does. It, I think it does affirm the value that children add to a service you know and that i mean you, you have your children in there and many of ours are in there and it's it, they can't understand i think sometimes we For underestimate sure. you think, no, they need to have their own church and uh, miss jamie does an incredible job with oh, children wonderful. but she will be the first to tell you that no they need to be in the service she yeah. will be the first to tell you that yeah and and pastor chuck before her you yep. know like the, the same thing you know I, I as a practical note i don't know if this will help anybody but like with our kids um we would not we really wouldn't be able to make it through the service if it weren't for like good friends that we can sit with and pass a kid off to yeah. here or there. You know, the Baxleys yeah. are some of our closest friends. They'll sit mm -hmm. with us and we can, you know, pass kids. So I think that's, that's a great example of we're, we're raising, raising yeah. kids in community. There's a, I have a friend I served with at another church and he's, he would bring his young uh, boy into the service. And he noticed, he said one day he looked and during music, his son was like lifting up his hands yeah. in worship. And he thought, wow, like he's seen me do that. Exactly. You know, yeah. Or he's seen other people do that in the worship service. So that's how he knew like, oh, when I worship God, like I just, I lift my hands, you know? And so where, where else do they learn that if they're not watching adults do it? Um, 
Well, hopefully that's helpful to people out there. Although I tell you, we've also been in those seasons where it's uh, where it's like, man, just got to have a break once mm -hmm. in a while. Once in a while, got to be able to drop the. Uh, yeah, especially when they're really young. Yes, yeah. it, it is difficult, but I think that just shows the uniqueness of, of this situation again here in Nehemiah, um, the book of Nehemiah, but as we're reading, sorry about that mistake before, where um, the Lord is doing something very unique and everybody is listening dutifully. They're mm -hmm. sort of powering through any discomfort, discomfort or inconvenience mm -hmm. because they understand how important that is. And I think that that's a good thing for us to continue to pray. And then, obviously, obviously, title of the message gave this away, but their ability to do this was because they were motivated by the joy of the Lord, and yeah. that's that's where we that's where we ended. So, take us back through, like, sort of the, where you landed the plane, and then we'll land the plane on this. Yeah, well, they were just overwhelmed with their sin, and then. You know, that's when Ezra, Nehemiah, and the priests or, or the Levites were, were saying, no, 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 this is a day of rejoicing. And um, right, you're right, only right. seeing, you know, part of God's character. Yes, he is holy. Yes, you have sinned. But you're, you're also not seeing that you're forgiven, you're loved. You know, I, Deuteronomy 34 came to mind this morning. And, you know, when God reveals himself to Moses, and it says, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, you know, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abundant, steadfast love and faithfulness. And he goes on through there. But you know what's interesting? That came after the golden calf incident. That came after Israel turned, you know, was worshiping a golden calf. And then after that, God reveals himself, hey, I'm merciful. Yeah. I'm forgiven. What well, means also holy because 3,000 people died because of that. But, you know, I, we just, I know I can tend to forget you know, we get overwhelmed just with the weekly, oh, I thought I'd be further along at this point spiritually, or I'm struggling with this, and we forget, I'm forgiven, and God is merciful, mm. and he's gracious. He's removed my sins from me as far as the east is from the west. So there's victory, there's the power of the Holy Spirit living within us, and we just need to surrender to him. And when we do, one of the, you know, a, a fruit is joy. Hmm. Um. Lost my train of thought there for a second. But I am really grateful for the joy of the Lord. I think we saw that yesterday. We saw that some in the in the in the music just setting up. I like obviously it's easy to to pick some upbeat songs, but you could really tell that the joy of the Lord was present in the room. And I think that was mm -hmm. a good illustration setting up um what you were talking about. And um we're we're, uh, well, and then I love that you closed with that um, very, very pertinent illustration of what it means to have your life changed when you discover the joy mm -hmm. of the Lord. Um, where are we going this next week? Pastor just texted me that he's going to preach on, he's preaching on peace. That's the third fruit of the uh, Spirit mm -hmm. that's listed by Paul. I'm going to pull up that text message right now. He's going, oh, yeah, Philippians Chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Oh, wow. The That'll peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That will yeah. be a good, good text for us to focus on. So he'll be back soon. And, um, well, Pastor Barry, you got any closing thoughts for us? I'm just I'm thankful that God is gracious and he is merciful. And um, so I hope that we'll just live in light of that truth this week. Likewise. Well, um uh, official midweek has concluded. Yes, there's a couple of couple of classes. You know who you are. Who be coming in for some makeup 
makeup lessons. But otherwise, midweek, we're going to see people again in like a month's time or so. Make sure you're signed up for VBS if you're not already signed up right there. And otherwise, we're going to see you guys next Sunday. Pastor will be back in the pulpit. And uh, you think we should have some music as well? Yeah, absolutely. Recommend that? Okay. Yeah. You guys enjoy watching your Hallmark movies. and uh, Or Lifeway. Or, or, or what Lifeway. Life, Lifeline. Lifeline. <laughs> Lifetime. There's too many lives. Got nine lives. Uh, All right. Bye-bye.